Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 30 of Movie Dumpster. We're still in the midst of our Trick or Trash month, and today we got Double Double Toil and Trouble from 1993, directed by Stuart Margolin. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. The Elizabeth Olsen is the best Olsen t- t- sister, <laughs> McGraw. <laughs> Welcome to the dumpster. And the winner is... You two! Well, I only have one. You'll have to share. The story of our lives. Hang on. Isn't there a little chancy? I mean, this is homemade. All the creepy things are supposed to stalk the earth. It deals with demons. Demon resurrection and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, gentlemen. Halloween, have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a title one gets scared. Trick or treat. It's true, though, man. Like, if you took both of them twins and smacked them together, you would get the perfect Olsen, which is Elizabeth. Uh, first of all, I, I didn't even know there was a third Olsen. There's four. Yeah, apparently there's more than just the two, and, like, I like I knew her last name was Olsen. Are they, like, are they like the Baldwins? They just, there's more than you even know? There's just a clan. Well, they have a brother, and he... Okay, so I'm gonna lay some fucking Mary-Kate and Ashley knowledge down on you, because uh, I have a little sister, and we used to share a room for a long time when we were kids, so I would watch all of the Mary-Kate and Ashley and Olsen, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movies, and this was one of them, so, um, so yeah, they're, they have a little brother, too, and he was in, like, a bunch of, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley sleepover party, and Mary-Kate and Ashley go to fucking Venice and solve a crime, or whatever, um, so, yeah, but I don't think his career took off at all. No, and and they, they clearly, uh, you know, in recent years haven't done any acting at all that I'm aware of. Yeah, man, they fucking marry old French guys and smoke cigarettes and whatever, have their own clothing line or something. They, well, I mean, here's the thing. If I was one of the Olsen twins, what the fuck would I care? Because by the time I hit 18, I had so much money waiting for me just to fucking just to be put in my hands like i wouldn't give a shit either yeah oh hell yeah these two are set for two lifetimes just full house alone oh yeah okay fuck all the mary kate and ashley stuff movies and all that kind of shit and they were doing that well into their teens man see i actually i never had any reason to watch any mary kate ashley olsen stuff except the parent trap um i'm not even sure how i got exposed to that remake it takes two is what it's called and uh with kirstie alley and fucking steve gutenberg yeah seen that one fucking twenty thousand times okay that's right the parent trap is Lindsay lohan and herself yeah the magic of uh split screen yeah <laughs> here stand here now you get exactly symmetrically across her. okay do it again i i hated this because i didn't have the patience for this as a child uh, this is not my thing then. It's not my thing now. This was a boring, meandering, um, it left me scratching my head going, why did we collectively care about the Olsen twins? You know, we just did Medea last week, and I'm just like, fuck, man, like, this is not even a fucking Halloween movie. It's garbage. Just a bunch, it's just a bunch of noise. Well, excuse me, excuse me, last week? Okay, for the people listening to this, it was yesterday. <laughs> In recording time, it was yesterday, but... <laughs> 
in terms of uh, releasing, it was last week, but we're coming fresh off that. Do not look at the podcasters behind the curtain. Ignore them. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a bad podcaster, just a bad wizard. I mean, I am factually a bad wizard, so. Shh. Don't tell them that. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, that movie really fucking sucks. It's not even, like, there was no joy for me out of that. Like I said, I mean, I got a fucking rock, like Charlie Brown. Um, so, uh, this movie is actually a Halloween movie that takes place on Halloween that has to do with witches and magic and Phil Fondacaro's in it, and I'm fucking just okay with that, because this is, <laughs> I love it. Fucking, okay, like, on paper... This movie's bonkers. It has Cloris Leach been playing two roles. Yeah. And, like, the entire time I'm watching this, all I could think of is her on stage at the Bob Saget roast saying, I'm not here to roast Bob Saget. I'm here to fuck John Stamos. <laughs> She's a fucking trip, dude. She was a vicious, mean old lady uh, at that roast, and I'm just watching her here ham it up. Being a vicious old lady. She also was the fucking grandma in Malcolm in the Middle. She was like this like real uh, cratchety bitch. She's good at it. And one of the little guys from Willow showed up. Phil Fondacaro, man. And there was, uh, there was a black man. Uh, Meshock Taylor? That's Hollywood from fucking Mannequin that I keep talking about. Oh my oh god! Oh my god. <laughs> The Tammy and the T-Rex connection continues. Yeah, man, shared universe, I'm telling you. MDU. Mm-hmm. This is before he was in the in the uh in the morgue though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shortly after this he died. No. <laughs> And then at some point, this movie, like, I was like, is this where they burn Alessa and she curses the whole town of Silent Hill? Because that's what it feels like it's going on. <laughs> oh my god, if they fucking burned one of the Olsen twins at the stake. <laughs> Now you're talking, bring her back with the Moonstone. Nope, she's fucking burned to a crisp. She's going to fucking bring out Pyramid Head, and everybody's getting fucked in the street. Cloris Leachman's going to get fucking violated by barbed wire. Oh, goodness gracious. Get her boobs grabbed and her skin ripped off? Oh, my God. That's happening. Oh, man, I would have paid top dollars to see this movie take that direction. Well, you know, it might have been based on a true story, Connor. Maybe. According to Phil Fondacaro... In the beginning. That's his li little voiceover. Oh my god, I didn't even pick up on that. By the way, Phil Fondacaro, uh, another little piece of trivia. He, You remember the one Ewok in Return of the Jedi that dies? Like, the only one they show on screen? Apparently that's him. Yeah. Well, he's in Troll, man. One of my favorite flicks uh, by John Carl Beekler. Sonny Bono! Yeah, Sonny Bono's in that. We've watched that many a night. Fucking Harry Potter's in that movie. Yeah, well, that's where he started. He doesn't have his fucking wand yet, though. He's gotta go meet John Hurt for that. <laughs> Noah Hathaway's there, and he's fucking playing Harry Potter Jr. Uh, watched that many a time with Sean, but uh, but yeah, Phil, Phil's in that too, and he just he is he's a really great actor though. Like, yeah, I like him a lot in this movie. He's probably my favorite character in the film for sure, and he's always given like monologue. Well, specifically in Troll in this movie, he gives like a uh, it's hard to be a little person monologue, which really always hits me in the fucking feels. Yeah, pulled my heartstrings, man. That was the moment in this movie where I was like. Oh, you're trying to say something. And then it just kind of washed over me. I was like, all right, back to just non-existence. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that scene eventually, but that definitely was the one scene in the movie where I was like, whoa, this is fucking heavy, man. It's heavy as fuck, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get to the characters and their motivations and things like that coming up. I didn't know anybody had any motivations. <laughs> really? Connor was sleepwalking through this movie. You just watched fucking Medea, okay? I am telling you, I, 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 this was like clockwork orange for me, okay? <laughs> It's like someone was holding my fucking eyeballs open. 
And like I'm just sitting here, I'm like I'm like I'm watching this, but nothing is registering. The contempt. What snapped you out of it? Did Medea walk in the room and punch you in the fucking nose? Oh my god! Well, first of all, I'd be in a fucking coma of six foot five. Tyler Perry punched me in the fucking face. She was sitting on the couch yapping to him the whole fucking time when he was watching it. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's uh, crunch this real quick. So Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are two twins who have this crazy old aunt who's a witch and locks her twin in a mirror and the side plot is their house is being uh go- is going into foreclosure and their parents need money from from their rich old aunt and the nice one is locked in a mirror and the evil one won't won't give them the loan um and they somehow figure out that the good aunt is locked in a mirror and they have to go save her with the help of the guy from mannequin and phil fondacaro yeah and, you know, hijinks ensue from there. Yeah, let's call them that. <laughs> yeah, well, it feels... It, here, here's the thing. Yes, it's made for TV. Yes, it's a kid's movie. But at least it feels like fucking Halloween. Yeah, no, yeah. And it and there's, like, Halloween themes throughout this, and there's, like, a witch coven, and... Uh, That's no fucking witch coven I ever met. No, it's like, it's like fucking... Uh, they're like... Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot to say about that scene. Yeah, yeah, it's good, though. Well, in a bad way. <laughs> it's bad in a good way. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Why not? So we open at this uh, Halloween party for the kids, and I gotta tell you something. I was getting those feels from this. They're like bobbing for apples and shit, and carving fucking jack o' lanterns. And all I could think about was just like watching this with my sister and doing like the same thing. Maybe not bobbing for apples, but like watching this and then like Ernest scared stupid and then like carving pumpkins and then like eating some candy and like watching the fucking TGIF uh Halloween specials. So that that's what that's that's the vibe I was getting through this. So I was kind of having a good time watching this flick. Yeah, same here, you know. I was I was taken back to my childhood a little bit, thinking back, you know, when I was a kid and you get to go to these kind of similar parties. Now everyone just gets fucking wasted, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, it's a, diff- a different kind of experience as a child. This is true. Now everybody's got a fucking peanut allergy and they can't have candy and shit. <laughs> well, no, no, no. In, back then, just if you had a peanut allergy, you just died and, you know, you're forgotten about. <laughs> they stepped over the party, like, what happened to him? Peanut allergy, just keep going. Gotcha, he ate a fucking Snickers, dead. I saw him chewing on a payday. <laughs> Fuck! Get that man a fucking whatever shot. They just shoved the tar down this fucking poor, like, five-year-old's throat. Oh, God. Pump his stomach? Oh, boy. Might as well go all the way with the joke. (laughs) So... So there's like a montage over the credits, and and then they all go into a tent, and we're introduced to Phil Fondacaro, who's this clown that comes out. Oscar the Magic Clown. And he's... About to do his show, and then the fucking lady... Let me ask you something. Who is this woman? I have no fucking idea. Is she just, like, a woman that's running a Halloween party for all these kids? She's not, like... It's not ever like, oh, that was Jonas's mom or whatever. It's just some lady that has kids at her house. I don't know. I was very confused about that at first until... The twins' fucking uh, parents show up about five minutes later, and and then I was just left thinking, who 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 are you again? <laughs> so Phil has like this magic wand, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna judge the pumpkin carving competition, and the Olsen twins win, and he gives them the wand, but he's like, you only got one of them, so you're gonna have to share. And then we're uh, exposed to the plot thread of. Well, we're both twins, and I hate sharing with you and looking like you. This is so stupid. Yep. And then they're like, oh, they have magic powers? Yeah. Because they use this magic wand, and, like, Phil's, like, on, uh, like, this podium, 
and he's like spinning around and there's like fucking fireworks coming out of it and everybody's like wow that was great not to mention that the magic word that one of these twins uses because i hate to go with the movie about how they look similar and whatnot but i I have no idea which one is which nine times out of ten no they're kelly and lynn are their names and whenever it's called out in a particular scene then i'm good but other than that no fucking idea. They even do it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 whoever has the wand says, Shakuzi, Shakuzi, <laughs> and then he starts spinning. And I'm like, where the fuck did you get those magic words? I never heard that in my goddamn life. Well, the last one's Abracadabra, so that makes the two. Oh, yeah, I forgot the other twin goes Abracadabra. You're right. Maybe that's what it was, not Shakuzi, Shakuzi. Well, it makes the Jacuzzi word work. That's what happens. There's the caveat. Look, we didn't have Harry Potter back then to just take Latin words and pronounce them differently. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he was over by Troll. <laughs> Fighting fucking Turok the Troll. He went through Sonny Bono's fucking corpse to find a forest. Oh, Jesus. He fucking turned into a pod person and fucking exploded all over an apartment building. So this woman, like, seals the kids in, like, the tent, and they're like, all right, nobody's going anywhere until you show me a pumpkin. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. It fucking, I was like, what is this woman doing? It's like one of those, like, uh, tents that has, like, the buttons on the clasp, and she's, like, buttoning them all in. I was like, okay, is she pulling a gun out and just gonna shoot them all? Like, what are we going for here? <laughs> so, they, she opens up the, the curtain again, and then, I guess the show's over after they, like, do the magic trick, and they're like, all right, bye. And then, um, their parents pick them up and one is uh her dad is fucking hotchner from criminal minds well not only that he's fucking will from will and grace yeah that's the other thing that's where i i was watching criminal minds and said oh my god that's will this guy's in a ton of shit i mean he's a a lot of people in this movie have like actually lengthy and semi uh big like careers surprisingly um and also, this for a TV movie, this is actually shot pretty well. Like, I was surprised. Yeah, I would agree. It's better than trying to shoot it in fucking six fucking days, you know? <laughs> they actually took their time. We're going to be hung up on that for a long time, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And on the seventh day, they made Medea. <laughs> on the seventh day, he released it. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, uh, Tyler, are you going to edit that? He goes, nah. <laughs> Just going to let it loose. We'll this release as is. <laughs> yeah, they edited it in camera as they were shooting. Here you go. Here's everybody. Here you go, everybody. Here's our rough draft. That's it. That's all you're getting. <laughs> so, so they walk out and, uh, the, yeah, the woman having this party is like, oh, you, that's so great. You got twins. How do you know which one's which? And they're all like, <laughs> haven't heard that one a million fucking times, lady. Go, go fucking kill yourself. Um, so then they leave, and they go home. Or no, they don't go home. Do they go from to Agatha's house from here? Yeah, as the parents are walking up to pick up uh, the twins, they're basically having this conversation about, ah, you know, we can't get any customers in my construction business. We're just we're going to have to lose the house. Oh, man, I don't know what we're going to do. Ah, maybe if we go see my Aunt Agatha. By the way, their house is so deep. That, like, it's about to be foreclosed on, like, the next day. <laughs> like, next business day, <laughs> they're out on the fucking street. Yeah, may- maybe you guys should have gotten on top of this instead of waiting until, like, the 11th hour for your foreclosed-upon house. Yeah. It did- it takes a while to do that, too. It comes up during the course of the movie that the dad, that uh, he's a contractor, and he just, some fucking clients have stiffed him on money. But, like, okay, is that what he's just telling people, or is he just, like, really fucking bad at his job? Ah. <sighs> And he can't get any clients. He just tells people, yeah, you know, I did that job and I just, you know, I got stiffed. What can I say? Yeah, I guess. Hire a marketing guy. What the fuck are you doing? Get some ins- get some insurance. He's like, I'm my own accountant. <laughs> my own accountant. <laughs> Anybody else get the vibe that this family was like 
a distant relative of the ones from Hug a Bunch. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I was going to save that till later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. That's what happened to Grandma. Have you heard from your brother? Yeah, he was really regretful about having to throw his grandma in the mental asylum. She kept saying that cotton men were coming out of the walls. So they go to Aunt Agatha's house because... They're like, you know what? We're all on options. We're going to have to ask my rich old fucking bitch of an aunt if she'll give us a loan. Don't you mean witch? Oh, yeah. She's a witch. We don't find that out yet. Uh, okay, hang on. She is, like, the first time you see Clorin's Leech in this movie, and then for a good portion of it, she's dressed like the fucking the, the ghost from Insidious that is stalking Patrick Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> the hag? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of. Maybe that's who that is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see the sequel because it totally isn't. <laughs> so they go inside. The parents go inside to to talk to Aunt Agatha, and she's a real fucking bitch. Um, and she's like, "Why are you at my fucking house?" She's like, "I know who you are, but I'm not giving you any fucking money." And she's like, "Oh, but Aunt Agatha, you know, I haven't seen you in seven years." And she's like, "No shit, because I wanted to keep it that way, you stupid bitch." I counted every day in those seven years, <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah, she makes a comment like, "Oh, but we're family." She's like, "Ah, bah, humbug." Yeah. <laughs> Family are just people that you're related to. That doesn't mean you have to be friends with them. She's like, friends? You're not friends. You're a bunch of fucking vultures. What did she say? She says something like family or just strangers you're related to? Yes, yes. That's exactly what she says. She also has this this, this butler character, uh... George, that you don't really even know what the fuck his deal is until like literally 15 minutes left in the film, but he 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 just basically does her every fucking whim. He he comes up when the uh, the farmer family that's their name the farmers apparently they they show up and and they ring the doorbell. Yeah, and he goes, uh, do you uh do you want to answer that? And she goes, ah, yeah, me, the rich person's gonna answer the door. What do you think? And he just like goes. Oh, and goes down and lets them in. And then we cut out to, I guess there's a graveyard, like, right across the street, because why not, right? Yeah, fucking Jason's in there. The fucking, the Myers, uh, uh, Judith Myers headstone's gone. We don't know where it went. <laughs> it's always missing. Always. They're always fucking fucking around in there. Anybody find this yet? Nah, it's been weeks, I'm sorry. It was in the bed. So, um, what's this guy's name? He doesn't get a name! He's just Gravedigger! No, he's Gravedigger, but his name's Wayne, Ro- uh, Wayne Robson. Now, this guy's been in, like, a ton of shit. He's that, he's one of those guys that you've seen his face a million times, don't know his fucking name or what he's from. But he's done a lot of kids' movies, and he's done a lot of, uh, voice acting for, like, animated films. Um, and I think this guy's great. I mean, he's, like, a character actor, obviously, and, um... He's got good facial expressions. Yeah, he feels like, he feels kind of like a Don Knotts, almost. Yes! I'm deaf or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Don Knotts mixed with Stan Laurel, and, uh, I like it. Anyway, uh, so, so, they, like, sneak up on this dude while he's digging a grave, and, um scare the shit out of him and he's a real and, and you know that's the gag like he's a grave digger and he does a scary job but he's afraid of the dark and all kinds of spooky shit um so the twins roll up on him and he's like there's two of you or that you're how can you be in both places at the same time They're like she, we're twins you fucking dumbass and he's like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about those things <laughs> you guys want to hear about the witch lore in this movie here it comes. Yeah, because he's like, oh, twins, it can't be. Oh, what are the odds? Here comes here comes your fetch quest. <laughs> well, you see, see that house over there? There's a witch lived there 200 years ago, and a witch lives in there now. And there was twins. There was two witches, but one was bad and one was good. And that's the exposition for the movie. And they all get together on Halloween, which is tonight. And, um... 
they have a witch uh, party or whatever. They have a werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> At Club Night Moon. Well, he's 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 dropping this lore, and, and, and in my head, I'm just thinking, okay, so this is just like a heavy-duty, like, anti-witch fucking, uh, you know, speech. And then he, he follows it up with, oh, well, you know, there's good witches and bad witches. Forgot to mention that detail. Yeah. And uh, they, they have this fucking horribly done flashback, and it's just the Olsen twins playing the twin, you know, witches, which come to find out, you know, further in the film that it's, oh, it's Agatha and the Aunt Sophia that's in the mirror. And it's the only way you know it's a flashback is because there's a gray fucking... Uh, there's a sepia filter over everything. And, yeah. And they're both wearing little Annabelle dresses. Yeah, they're playing croquet in the backyard. I guess that makes them look old. And they have these horrible fucking wigs on. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Simple Jack. <laughs> from fucking uh, Tropic Thunder. Hey, you leave Job alone. <laughs> So, so there, there's like this weird back and forth between the twins. They're like, "Oh, we love magic. Don't, don't you believe in magic?" And they're like, "Yeah, we believe in magic. Let's go look for the moonstone or whatever." And we gotta evolve Clefairy. Sorry, that was low hanging fruit. I had to get that out of my system. <laughs> One of them searches the back. Sophia searches the backyard, and Agatha goes into the attic. And it's like, and the moonstone's like flashing in a mirror, like a fucking Resident Evil special item. <laughs> and she goes over and like picks it up. Well, Huggins is standing there with their fucking beet red eyes, holding this motherfucking thing. You found the fucking jade. You found the 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 tiger's eye gem. You found the jade stone. Now go put it in this statue's chest, so several trap doors in this police station can open up, and you can go down to the torture basement. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> there's a liquor down there. This building is absurdly complicated. <laughs> it was built by fucking Evo Shandor. <laughs> so uh, Agatha reaches into the fucking Huggins fucking shadow realm and pulls out the gem. And uh, she gets the moonstone. And she's like, oh, my God, I found it. And she runs downstairs to um, to Sophia. And previous to this, they were like, we should we should make a wish that we weren't twins because being twins sucks. And they're like, okay. Here, here's a pro tip. Maybe you don't have the exact same fucking haircut. Could be. Dress differently. But I guess the parents are like, no, look, it's cute. You like the same person, like dolls. Those parents need to be slapped the fuck around. I mean, is that a thing anymore? Do they do, do people do that shit? Oh, yeah. I mean, you see people, that you know, couples dress the same all the time. I was going to say, like, I don't understand now that I'm this many years removed from it, like, the pop culture obsession with, like, they're twins. Aren't they adorable? Doubleman commercial, man. That's why. The big dollars. That's why. Uh, but, like. The Olsen twins suck. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they can't act their way out of a fucking paper no. bag. They're not that bad in this movie. See, here's the thing. Like, they suck at acting, obviously. But this isn't the worst I've seen them. Oh, no. They're way worse than that fucking Western movie, the, the way the West was fun or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, my God. I, I just remembered that. And yes, put a bullet in my head just for saying that. All of like the direct-to-video shit, they're even worse because they're like even at that age, they're showing up like to phone it in because they're like paycheck. They're like in two years, we're done with this. Yeah, put it in the pizza, okay? So a uh, deep fucking let's have a sleepover cut. P z z a. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, nobody knows what I'm talking. I'm sure somebody will when they listen to this. But anyway, so she has the moonstone. She goes downstairs. She's like, she's like, Sophia, I got the. Wait a minute. And she's like, what, what, what? She's like, nothing. I don't got nothing. And she's like, did you find the moonstone? She's like, nope, that's stupid. Magic's dumb. You believe in magic? (laughs) 
And she's like, no, I guess I don't believe in magic. And she's like, yep, me neither. Bye. And then <laughs> that's, that's stupid. You're stupid. I'm leaving. And that's it. And then we cut back to we flash back to the present. Yeah, and this this gravedigger after he tells this fucking story, he's like he, he looks white as a goddamn ghost. He's like, oh oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh my god, she pays me very little, but she if she knows I told you that, she's gonna get me. Oh, oh wait 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 wait, she pays the gravedigger but doesn't pay her fucking butler. No. Well, there's a gag with that later on that we'll get to. Yeah. Yeah, with her literal sack of money. <laughs> <laughs> her, fucking, her fucking Scrooge McDuck fucking bag of money with the dollar sign on it. Goes inside and backstrokes into a bunch of fucking coins. <laughs> uh, so, that, well, there, okay, we got forgot one thing. The Gravedigger, the last thing he says is like, yeah, the only way to break fucking the, the white witch out of the mirror is to rub the fucking moonstone between your palms and say some mumbo jumbo. It, well, at midnight on Halloween specifically. Oh, yeah. And it has to be twins. You know, there's a lot of uh, things that are, are, you know, fucking stars aligned for this movie. Yeah. But I like all that because there's actual stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could have done without the, the seven years is when this is going to be a permanent aspect of it. I could have just left that part of it out. But the rest of it, sure. I didn't really get that. Yeah, I don't think it was necessary. You had everything else going. Well, everybody thinks that she ran off with some dude. Right. Right. Where's your sister? Off with a dude, and I didn't bury her in the basement at all. No way. She's not in my attic. Bye. I didn't kill her. What? This is also the part in the movie, even though it's this early in, where I was just looking at this fucking Agatha woman and thinking, my God, why do you have this gigantic ponytail? You're like fucking 70. You look like a moron. She's a witch, man. Cut your fucking hair. That was your hang-up? Her ponytail? <laughs> She's got to retain the villainess look. <laughs> It's just, like, very classic, like, long-ass, like, braid. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, the gravedigger, then, he when he, before he runs off, he makes a comment. Oh, you know, I don't like the dark. I don't like the dark. He's like, and I ain't going out on Halloween. There's no way I'm going out on Halloween. He goes, I, you know, I live in a place where the sun doesn't ever go, go out, and it's never dark. He just lives in a shack with lights, <laughs> as we come to find out, but we'll get to that. Pretty much. <laughs> Somehow the dog gets it loose from the twins and gets into the house and then chases the cat? How does this happen? When they're in the car waiting for their parents to come back and uh, the fucking the wand flies out of one of their hands and then the fucking dog follows them to the grave uh, digger. And then while they're having this side conversation about basically the plot dump of the movie. That's right. In that process of that, the dog starts going after her fucking cat that escaped out the front door. Yeah. And that's what draws Agatha out. She's like, oh, my cat. Oh, my God, my cat. Oh, my familia's getting away. You know, I forgot that. So, you know, again, I I had mentioned this to you guys before we started recording, but I remember watching this movie as a kid. And I, I for some reason, I guess I just forgot Sophia was in the fucking mirror. And I'm like, oh, shit, that cat, that must be Sophia. And then they give this whole lore dump, and I'm like, oh, never mind. No, it's Thackeray Binks. Oh, god damn you. Wow. <laughs> Beat ya. It's fucking Salem. He's filing his nails. He's like, finally out of there. Away, beast. Uh, Agatha's chasing after the cat and the dog, and she runs up on the twins, and she's like, oh, my god, twins, get the fuck off my property. You're going to break the curse. Ah! Get out, get out! No money for you or your stupid house! Be gone! And then they leave. And the credits rolled, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) No, this movie was an hour and 43 minutes long, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and then they're, like, driving home. So they're driving home, and they're, like, go back and forth. The kids are, like, they don't want to be twins, so the the one is Kelly, and she's, like... 
oh, can I get a nose job so we don't look the same? Uh, Betty, why don't you get a nose job so we don't look the same? Let's cut off your nose. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And the dad's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then <laughs> the other one's like, I want a tattoo. And the dad's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, what? They're driving and fucking, and fucking Meshock Taylor fucking just jumps on the fucking hood of the car and starts washing their windows, like at a stoplight. <laughs> and he's like, hi. He's like, thanks for the ride, lady. What is he, the dude from Creepshow 2? Yeah, exactly. So he's like, can you spare some change? He's like, I don't have any, you know, and the fucking dad like flips the wipers on to try to get him off. He's like, I don't have any fucking change. Get out of here. And the little girls roll down, you know, the twins roll down their window and they give him fucking lollipops. And they're like, don't make sure you brush your teeth afterwards. And they drive away. And he's like, they're pineapple. I fucking hate pineapple. I got to say, though, this is the best dressed fucking homeless man I've ever seen. No, that's because he that's because he's a fucking time traveling tramp who was ripped from like, I don't know, 19th century London. Does he know John Hurt? That's my question. I think so. Maybe he probably does. That's what he's doing there. He needs the moonstone to get home. Yeah. John John Hurt fucking marooned him there. Yeah. He's like, you're going to bring me back home. He's like, no, I want to see what happens when I leave you here. Goodbye. He's going to return it to Norm. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to exchange the moonstone for the sunstone, and then a crypt is going to open, and the fucking car is there, and then that's how he gets back to his fucking time. <laughs> Unfortunately, John Hurt is a skeleton at that point because he took too long. He was trapped in time. Yeah, it's like the beginning of fucking Fifth Element. He's just in there now. Oh my god, Meshach Taylor's the new fucking Dr. Buchanan. He might have to be. <laughs> is that what's happening? Like, he's, they switch? Oh my god. I'd watch the shit out of that. It's like the end of Ernest uh, Saves Christmas when, you know, Santa gives it over to fucking Joe, and they, they basically, Joe grows a huge beard, and he takes the fucking sleigh. And then what does he say? He's like, he walks away. Ah, in my former life, I was no well, Tabblebuckle, or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> that movie's fucking sad, dude, and it's not that great, unfortunately. The Ernest parts aren't that great. Nah, just the part with Ernest on the fucking sleigh is the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, so just to establish his character, you know, he's a well-spoken um, tramp. So <laughs> he, uh, so, th- so they drive home, and it's trick-or-treat the next day, and this fucking sleazy fucking... It's like Saul Goodman-esque. Yeah, but like, what? what is this guy? He's like a fucking... He's like a realtor. Yeah, he's like a sleazy realtor, and like, he knows this house is going into foreclosure. It's like 10 o'clock at night, the kids are in bed, um, mom and dad are having a drink because they're about to lose this house tomorrow, and this guy kicks down this fucking door, and he's like, hi, how you doing? Ah, oh, come in here, look at this, this is great, look at this house, oh, it's lovely, oh, blah, 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 blah. and he's like walking around the whole fucking house like yeah this room's great did you decorate this looks like shit can't wait to paint it and the guy's like hey wait a minute what is he otho (laughs) (laughs) viridian blue green (laughs) you read my mind so few clients can read my mind uh yeah deliver me from fucking ll bean so he sees the twins he's like oh look at that two of a kind oh beautiful well hi oh yeah and the guy's like all right that's enough get the fuck out you didn't even make an appointment like we're not even out on the street yet like hit the road pal so he's basically there just to like alert the twins that they're losing the house and they're kind of just like what the fuck mom and dad like why didn't you tell us because you're fucking eight yeah and the kids are like but we're supposed to talk about our problems because we're really bad parents as evidenced by a numerous amount of events coming up yeah and they're like well we thought we would it would just blow over but it didn't because your dad can't get a fucking marketing person so oops i feel like this dad is probably very much like jerry from rick and morty oh he's just constantly failing where he's a fucking sad sack 24 7 and even the wind is like loser (laughs) (laughs) i'd buy it (laughs) so they're gonna lose the house and you know the only way 
to get their house back is to go on a fucking adventure, find that moonstone at the witch's gathering, bust their fucking good aunt out of the mirror, and have her pay their way to get their house back. This is a plan that just makes a lot of assumptions about other people. It's (laughs) half-baked. I mean, it's a good thing that this fucking Sophia lady is, like, the polar opposite of Agatha. Because if she was just like, yeah, no, I'm glad you saved me, but eh, I'm not going to just give you my money. I'm sorry. She gets out of the mirror. She's like, my sister hasn't paid her taxes in 20 years. What do you mean pay for your house? The fucking IRS comes, repossesses the house. Sophia goes to jail because they think it's Agatha. Oh, that's it? <laughs> Holy shit. They got to make a sequel to this. Oh, man. Is it too late? It's called Repossessed. Double, double, toil and trouble, colon, repossessed. Yep. That's what happens. That's a longer title than a Kingdom Hearts game. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's saying something. (laughs) So uh, they they fucking hatch this plan. Basically, the parents put them to bed. They're like, ah, we're going to make this work. We're going to go trick-or-treat, and then we'll we'll figure it out. And so the second the parents leave the room, they they fucking start making out on the couch, and then it cuts back to the twins, and they they immediately get up. They got these fucking uh, pajamas on, and the they're like, oh yeah, you know, well, we gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta save every. The, they gotta, we gotta save Aunt Sophia. And then uh, they go to bed. They sleep on it. Putting the, they put together the plan. They draw it with crayons on like a fucking piece of paper, and that's what they're gonna do. So it cuts to the next day, and the gravedigger like shows up at Agatha at the mansion at Agatha's house, and he's like, oh, and he's like shaking like a fucking leaf, and he's like, he's like, oh, I dug the grave, and she's like, okay, here's your pay. She's got this literal sack of fucking Scrooge McDuck money. She is a fucking like like a bank robber's uh, fresh take. <laughs> like a fu- like it might as well have a big green dollar sign on it. You know what this is? It's the fucking bag of money from Mosquito cuz all that's in there are ones and yeah. fives. That's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she like she she pulls out like a single dollar bill, like one dollar. Yeah, yeah. She gives him a dollar, and he's like holding it, and she's like, "I guess you did your bidding, but you told the fucking twins how to get my sister out of the fucking mirror, jerk off." And he's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> she's like, "Don't lie to me." And then he runs away. Doesn't even get the fucking dollar bill. She takes it and rips it in half on principle. Yeah, she's <laughs> she wipes her ass with it and <laughs> blows her nose at one half of it. <laughs> She rolls a joint, but it's got nutmeg and oregano in it. <laughs> she saw it in a movie. She wanted to try it out. But nothing bad happens because she's a witch and she knows what she's doing. <laughs> oh, she wants that evil hand to fucking rip this dude's face off, this wrinkly face off, and turn it into an oil rag, she says. Her and uh, her and Demidar should hang out together for their weird threats. Yeah, not only weird threats, but the, the uh, non, um, they never deliver on them. That's very true. I mean, at least Damodar killed snails. He's got at least that little uh, notch in his... uh... A fucking strong Gus could have killed snails. Let's not raise that bar any higher than it is. Well, he broke Dumbledore's neck, too, so there's that. So the twins are trick-or-treating, and they have, like, full garb on so you can't tell... You know, they have, like, masks and, like, head coverings and all kinds of shit. one of them is straight-up dressed like Michael Myers from when he kills Judith. No, I think one of them's, like, a gypsy and the other one's, like, a harem girl. I thought one was a clown. It's nondescript. It's it's a weird fucking costume. It's, like, pirate clown fucking something. Uh, So, yeah, they're trick-or-treating and they're, like, in full... You can't tell who they are, the kids are. So... Their whole plan is to take off their costumes while their mom and dad are making out for what seems like 10 minutes in the middle of the street. Um, And they call over the Shredder and a Matador, and they're like, hey, want to switch costumes? Put these costumes on, and we'll give you all this candy. And the kids are like, "Uh, I don't know. They do kind of like the reverse Aunt Bam. Instead of stealing the candy, they give it to the kids. Yeah. (laughs) 
they're basically fucking like, hey, put our costumes on, you get all our candy, and, and they're like, uh, eh, okay, sure. And follow our mom and dad around and pretend you're us for the whole day. And neither, neither kid is like, you know, disagrees with that idea. They're more so the initial, hey, can you wear my costumes? Oh, well, those are girl costumes. Yeah. But not the rest of the plan. The rest of the plan they're totally okay with. Oh, totally. Because there's a big giant, big giant bucket of fucking candy, man. It really speaks to the supervision abilities of both sets of parents. Because, like, in regards to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's parents, you just hung out at the end of driveways the entire evening. Was like, you'll be fine. It's, nothing's gonna happen. Just go house to house. Well, that's our kids, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, come on. Yeah, they, that's that's shaped like them. Well, they're happy because they're like, oh, good. Thank God they're not thinking about the fucking house being repossessed tomorrow or fucking going into foreclosure tomorrow. Isn't it great? They'll go trick or treating and have nowhere to come back to. They're gonna you're gonna be eating the fucking candy in the gutter. It's gonna be your only food. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, don't give it away because we're gonna live on that for the next month. The parents are just like, yeah, listen, we're gonna be living on cup ramen, but you guys have all that candy. Candy still, so until it's gone, that's that's every meal you're having from now on. <laughs> Milky Way for breakfast. Sorry for the diabetes. Give me those pretzels. We're burning them for warmth. You know what's awful? Like in little kid land, like or mentality like that sounds amazing like candy for breakfast until it's like your every meal until like you're 30 and you have like a candy bar because you feel like you deserve one and then an hour later you're like i'm completely incapacitated i've been hitting that fucking big bowl downstairs that it's for the trick-or-treaters <laughs> <laughs> i sure have secrets out now i can't stop eating them fucking almond joys so yeah so they so uh so they split and they're just like walking away they have no idea where they're going by the way nope. and they're like walking down this fucking uh bridge and they're like all right let's flip a coin and see which way to go and they fucking throw the this penny over and it hits fucking uh mash and taylor in the fucking head and he's like jesus christ you can kill somebody like that and they're like oh sorry we didn't see you down there mr hobo and uh He's like, oh, well, that's all right. And then he, like, walks under the bridge, and I guess he's going to go take a nap. But then he, like, gets up, and he's like, wait a second. The, you're, the, you're the two that gave me the pineapple lollipop. And they're like, yeah, we see your ass on the corner all the time begging for fucking change. You know, there's a fucking, old, there's a fucking homeless shelter in the, in the uh, downtown now, you know. And he's like, oh, I would, I would never accept a handout. I'm going to be rich one day. Or something. I'm going to drive my Ferrari in and buy a pair of new shoes. Yes, that's great. I'm going to install a wall unit over my bridge cubby over here. Yeah, and I'm like, you delusional fucking, you poor delusional man, you. Also, he's like the black Mr. Sardo from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, that's Sardo. Like, he might as well be him. He They basically, for whatever reason, coerce him to come up on the bridge and they start talking about, basically, they lay out this whole plan and tell him the whole story about the fucking Moonstone. And he is just kind of like, all right, yeah, sure. Wait, is this thing worth a lot of money? Yeah. They're like, yeah, we think so. And he's like, huh, yeah, you know, I'll go with you, sure. Yeah, but he's fucking scheming. Yeah. Because he wants that fucking, he's going to like, he's going to take that fucking gem and he's going to throw these two in the fucking river is what's going to happen. He's going to tie their goddamn shoes with bricks. Yo, yeah. It's 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 fucking Green Mile all over again. This is also you know he he tells them his name. He's like I am uh, Plato, not the Zagar. And they're like, <laughs> huh? What? And he's like, Ah, uh, Mister N's fine. They're like, Okay, all right, Mister N, come on, we're going to see the wizard. So this homeless dude takes these two little girls 
to um, a psychic? To Lulu's. To Lulu. Yeah, Madam Lulu. Um, spoiler, she's not from Romania. She's from Brooklyn. She takes her there, and he's like, he's like, tell these little girls how to get to this witch uh, coven, which is actually legitimate because he's like, look, you got a bunch of weirdos that come through here all the time. Like, do you know anything about this, like, witch gathering that's going on tonight? And she's like, she's like, now, nah, what are you talking about? You're fucking crazy. Where's my five dollars? Get out of here. And uh, the little uh, one of the twins like uses the magic wand and she's like, look into your crystal ball. And she's like, oh, this whatever you say, kid. I, I have I have I have to make a comment about that. Why are they just carrying around this magic wand that this fucking clown gave them? Because you never know when you're going to have to duel with Voldemort. OK, this is true. These are the kids who lived. All right. They don't know when he's coming back. <laughs> they're kids like, of course, they're going to fucking carry this wand around. What I don't understand is how they're just kind of like inherently magic like are they witches too i guess that's the i guess that's what we're doing here yeah i i I don't know so she like puts the she like waves the magic wand over the crystal ball and it like shows them this like shitty rundown fucking warehouse industrial warehouse district and fucking mr n's like oh i'm very familiar with that place i give hand jobs for pineapple lollipops there i have quite the reputation makes you wonder where the twins got those lollipops they all called me for the old-fashioned i'm gonna show you something i call a san diego thank you (laughs) so (laughs) so he takes the kids and uh he's like all right let's get on this pumpkin truck uh, so they get on this pumpkin truck and hitch a ride to, I guess, wherever they're going. And then the pumpkin truck, like, makes, like, a wrong turn. And he's like, no, we're supposed to be going down the other road or whatever. So this man is like, we gotta, he, he's like, we gotta stop the truck. So he gets, he, like, climbs over the side. And he just, like, puts his face in the driver's window. He's like, excuse me, dude. And the fucking guy, like, freaks out and, like, hits a fucking guy on a bicycle and, like, swerves into a fucking tree and these pumpkins go flying all over the place. No, one guy has a fucking pumpkin on his head. Yeah, the biker guy, like, he's he was just, like... He was just, like, run over by this fucking pumpkin truck, and now he's got, like, a pumpkin on his head. Mr. N, like, grabs the twins and starts, like, running off into the woods. And then we TV fade out and then fade back up. And then it cuts out and we pick up the documentary called Cropsy. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they're walking through the woods, and they come upon this little house. But it's not so little. It's just forced perspective. Yeah, (laughs) Mr. N's like, it's just forced perspective. We'll go over there, and we have a long way to go. Let's go. And And they walk over, and he's like, hmm, small house. And they're like, all right, well, we got to go inside. The lights are on. And he's like, I can't fit. You go. He makes some joke like, oh, their back must be killing them, whoever lives in this house. Yeah, they're all like hunched over. So they go in and uh, Phil Fondacaro is in there fucking ski bopping to his fucking, to his headphones, carrying around some balloons. Um, And speaking of Mr. Sardo, he's fucking dressed like Mr. Sardo with the fucking Jerry Curl mullet and the fucking multicolored purple fucking vest and everything. Like, are we, are you sure this is 90, this is the 90s? Because look at this shit. This is the part we were talking about earlier. This like really kind of depressing bit. Yeah. Phil like does this, this monologue again where he's like, you know, I live out in the woods, so nobody bothers me. And like, I only like when people see me with the clown makeup on because i know they're laughing with me and not at me for being a little person and it's pretty fucking depressing like jesus christ man this guy's life so like he's he stays in this house and constantly stares at like a circus mirror that makes him look (sighs) taller 
That killed me, man. It's rough, dude. I was like, oh, dear God. I was welling up. And then the twins lay the fucking, the whole spiel on him about the magic and stuff. And this guy, like, okay, so here's the thing. Mr. N's motivation is money, obviously. Phil's motivation is, I hate my life, and this sounds like fun, and what have I got to lose? This sounds like it could kill me. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, well, adventures, this, adventures are full of fucking danger. Sure, why not? I got nothing better to do except look at my circus mirror. And I don't have a hope to replicate his voice. It's very distinct. It's it's like a gravelly kind of voice. It's like trying to do an accurate Tom Waits impression. You're not going to do it because no one on the planet has inhaled that much charcoal. Uh, So he's like, great, well, let's go to the witch's uh, gathering or whatever. And um, he's like, but we can't go like this. We got to paint our faces up or make it up or whatever. And Cloris Leachman uses the mirror like a crystal ball kind of, like Wicked Witch of the West, so she can see what they're doing all the time. And she's like, great, come to the fucking gathering. and That's perfect. I'm going to kill you while you're there. And then they go. They hop in the fucking Oscar mobile and they hit the fucking bricks. They they hop in the fucking what is that 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 other Scooby ripoff with the talking car? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Fuck. And he goes plat, plat, plat. <laughs> like yeah, someone was doing this in this sequence. Yeah, it's probably the guy from fucking Spaceballs and Police Academy. <laughs> It's it's called Speed Buggy. Yeah, okay, real quick. That buggy is going to cross over with the Flash, where a regular-ass buggy gets infected with the Speed Force, and then the Flash has to race it. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love the DC Hanna-Barbera crossovers. Oh, that sounds pretty good. I like that. Are you sure that uh, the Oshkmobile didn't already have the Speed Force affect it? Because this thing can fucking fly. What is it, chitty-chitty fucking bang-bang here? As far as I know, the Speed Force is so complex, it might be able to make you a sandwich, so... <laughs> And they have this quick gag as he's fucking driving away with the twins. And uh, I keep calling them the twins, and now I'm just thinking of the fucking twins from Idle Hands randomly. So, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> They're both missing their left ears. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. N, he's like, oh, yeah, wait for me. And he's like hanging on the back of it for fucking dear life. It's just, like this little doom buggy car with no roof. Yeah, he's like on the back. He's like, wait for me. I can't I can't run that fast. It's going a hardcore 15 miles an hour. If that. It's like it's like a Power Wheels, man. <laughs> <laughs> me. Pow, pow, power wheels, driving Oscar mobiles. You cut back to Agatha after this. You know, she's like, like you guys mentioned, she's, you know, or, or like Joe mentioned, she, uh, she has this like mirror where she's like watching them with her fucking, she's streaming, the, you know, the camera feed to her fucking mansion. <laughs> she goes downstairs into like, her mirror and she's had basically gray hair up until this point in the film and she just starts like taking out like a fucking like hair dye or what is she's like fucking shoe polish and she starts like kneading it into her hair yeah i think she's like polishing her black shoes and she like gets it in her hair and she's like okay i'm gonna do that i'm gonna make my hair all black and and this is also where you get this like gag where it's about the butler uh not getting paid either and I forget what she says. She says, oh, do I pay you to stand around? And he's like, oh, I don't believe you pay me anything. She's like, exactly. He's like, matter of fact, madam, you pay me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of the red lights. Um, And then we cut back to, like, it's oh, like trick-or-treat's almost over. And mom and dad are like, all right, kids, dad's going to turn into a pumpkin. Let's go home. And the kids are like, we're not going home with you. We want to go to our own houses. And then the fucking boom. Fucking sound happens. <laughs> and then John Candy and a poke up a grade fucking show up in a van. <laughs> I left my kid at a funeral once. 
He was there all day with the corpse. Yeah, so their eyes bug out of their head and the fucking <laughs> the fucking kids are gone. And then we go right to the uh, the witch gathering, yeah? Oh, we, we cut to the unholy masquerade from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> the beast was there and then Vladislav shows up and takes off his mask. Yeah. Oh, wait, quick. There's one quick throwaway scene where like the parents like drop the other kids off at their home and they're about to leave and they're like you sure you didn't tell us where where they were going they're like we don't know they just gave us candy and told us to fuck off and the mom of one of the kids is like i'm sure they're okay they're probably just with some friends having a great time right now and i'm like lady these kids are eight what the fuck are you talking about they'll be fine <laughs> yeah don't worry about it like that's the least comforting thing you could say sit down have some wine that's eh, the 90s what's the worst that could happen uh child abduction that's the worst thing ever. Oh can happen so they get to this this uh the, the unholy masquerade or this ceremony or this seance what the fuck a lot of weird characters here it's a fucking fashion show let's be real here <laughs> there's like spotlights and shit fucking lurches at the door he's like do you have an invitation lurch i thought it was goddamn dracula at first but then the real deal dracula showed up five minutes later uh, so, <laughs> so so they all go into the fucking thing like she waves the wand and she like does the fucking jedi mind trick on bella lugosi and and they get into the fucking place and, and they enter joel schumacher's double double toil in trouble <laughs> the fucking they reuse the set from batman and robin even though it- came out after this you know i don't know how the fucking timeline works on that so yeah the guy's like up there like announcing like the night's festivities he's like telling them like the orders of business tonight and he's just like oh yes um and don't forget to pay your witch's taxes or you'll be turned into a, a toad um and the uh the maitlands are expecting and they have a they've just brought in a brand new what have you into the world please take all your corpses with you and they're like it's a goblin we brought a goblin into the world he's like oh the pitter patter of little hooves is wonderful and i'm like what kind of fucking gathering like we're supposed to be casting spells and shit it doesn't work man it doesn't work it just it made me think of witches but like not as well produced like specifically this scene oh no like there's a scene in witches when they're when they're having their big fucking banquet when uh the kid initially gets turned into a mouse oh that's scary as fuck and angelica houston's like yeah we have to kill all the kids in the world and the way we're gonna do it is with this potion right way way more effective now i i don't remember what came out first it doesn't really matter but that's what it made me think of witches witches came out in like 80 87 well they did a very poor imitation of it with this scene yeah it's supposed to be like goofy and funny but i'm like you guys are supposed to be like i don't know turning people into fucking things and like blood sacrifices and what have you there is one good line in this part though i will say where they mentioned that the the guy who was delivering the pumpkins called and said there was an accident <laughs> and he couldn't make it this year and he's very sorry and he's always been very reliable and that made me chuckle he's the subject of a very intense lawsuit right now he got he got by weighed by some fucking ruffian or some shit he says like the way he says it is funny yeah so then we get our fucking bad guy evil plan reveal and cloris leachman comes out she's like I locked my sister in a fucking mirror for seven years, and tonight she's gonna be trapped. And everybody's like, wow, that's a really great spell. She's the best. I I really love it. (laughs) And then she's like, but there's one caveat. My fucking nieces, or not, yeah, yeah. Great nieces? I don't know. Might be like once removed or it might be a great niece. I'm not sure how that shit works. That just doesn't sound very good in evil monologue. My nieces once removed. My cousin's brother's former roommate. The bloodline has to be severed or else 
the good witch will get out. So we have to kill the twins. Uh, Mr. Ann and, and Phil Fondacaro dip out, and they, like, put together this creepy, like, character where Phil's, like, on Mr. Ann's shoulders. I, uh, okay, now, hold on. They fucking show up as um, the Dread Pirate Roberts from fucking Princess Bride, okay? I love this voice that Phil Fondacaro's doing. Like, this... this- Kind of deep, gravelly voice. Because he's already got the gravel, but he does it really well. Yeah, and he, he makes it deeper, and it sounds like, to prepare, he just stuck, like, a wire brush down his throat. <laughs> and smoked, like, three packs of cigarettes. Yeah, he just stuck all the boxes in his mouth and just lit them on fire. <laughs> With the box and all. Yeah. Before this all happens, uh, there's actually fucking Dracula's there. He's, you know, it's like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. He's like off in the corner with the cape and he puts the fucking cape in front of his fucking face. Yeah, but that's okay. Okay. That's right. You brought, it's funny you brought that up. Cause there's like this weird sound off screen and then Cloris Leachman like looks to her left and she's like count. And he's like, <sighs> and he just puts the fucking, <laughs> yeah, he Bella Lugosi's and puts the fucking cape in front of his face, and then it just cuts back like nothing happened. So, long story short, uh, Phil, Phil and, uh, Phil and Mr. N come out, and they're dressed like Brother Grimsby, and he's like, give me the moonstone, and I can double your fucking power. And she's like, really? And he's like, yup. Uh, so she hands it over to him, and they're just like, run away! And they, they like, he, like, they, like, fall over, and, um... I think Phil, like, punches some guy in the nuts. And all these fucking witches and what have you, whatever the fuck they're supposed to be, are chasing them through the streets. So then it's just them, like, on the lam, and they're trying to get away from Agatha, and they split up. So Phil goes with Lynn, and Mr. N goes with Kelly. But Kelly has the wand, and Lynn has the uh, the, the moonstone around her neck. Yeah, the plan, the plan is to split up and then meet at the fucking Oscar-mobile, and they're going to split. So Mr. N and Lynn, like... Or excuse me, Mr. N and Kelly, like, go up uh, into this, like, abandoned warehouse and, like, lock the door. Yeah, it's got, like, one of those chain locks. Yeah, but, like, then, like, Cloris Leachman's, like, at the bottom of the stairs. She's like, come out of there now! And I'm like, why don't you just fucking zap the door open and get them? I know. There's a whole lot of that going on in this movie. There are multiple scenes coming up. You know literal magic! Where a lock supersedes everything else. Like, dude kick the fucking door open, shoot it with a laser beam. I don't fucking care. There's no way this would stop these people. Like, this scene is extra long because it's just a back and forth of, come out, no, come out, no, come out, no. And then Mr. N's like, I'll tell you what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them that if uh, we don't have the Moonstone and that your sister and um, Phil Fondacaro have it and then they'll let us go. And she's like, that's not going to work. And he's like, let me try. I have a silver tongue. So he goes outside and he walks down the steps. He's like, hi, I'm here to negotiate. He's like, you can have the girls and the Moonstone if you give me $50,000. He really lowballs himself. I was going to say, he fucking, like, for someone who aspires to be a, a millionaire and rich beyond his imagination, he's like, how about 50000 thousand dollars and he puts his pinky to his lip yeah <laughs> uh so so cloris legion's like no i'm not giving you anything and he's like okay how about twenty five thousand? and she's like nope and he's like 10 she's like okay how about this and then she turns into a fucking crow <laughs> And he talks, and he goes, I could have done it for $25. Yeah, and then flies away. How about I give you nothing, and I curse you for life? There. Yeah, bye. Like, imagine if they didn't stop this woman, like, spoilers, but, uh, and he's just a fucking crow the rest of his life? You mean he'd be fucking Tobias from the Animorphs? Pretty much. Sure. Yeah. So Cloris Leachman turns into Sophia, and she's like, come out, Kelly. She's like, everything's fine. They brought the Moonstone back to the mansion and let me out of the mirror. And, uh... 
Kelly opens the door. And she's like, really, 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 really? And she's like, yup. And then Kelly's smarter than the average bear because she's like, hmm, cookies. Hey, when we get out of here, can we make your favorite cookies? And she's in close. She's like, yes, yeah, we can. Uh, inside uh, note that uh, Sophia's favorite cookies are cinnamon cookies. And she used to make them with um, uh, the twins mom when they were a kid. Yeah. So she's like, so she's like, uh, she's like, oh, OK, good, because uh, mom told me your favorite was chocolate chip. And she's like, I love chocolate chip. And then she's like, OK, great. Why don't you come up here? And she's like, OK. So she comes up and uh, goes to like open the door and fucking Kelly like wraps the magic wand around her arms and like locks her to the door. Is it wrong of me to be sitting there wondering like, what the fuck is her plan? Like, she doesn't have a gun. No, she doesn't have a knife. Like, what? Is, what is she gonna do? She has the wand, and Cloris doesn't have the moonstone, so she's kind of powerless. Like, but why would you? Why would you use this wand like a fucking rubber band and like wrap it around her fucking arms? Like, why wouldn't you like I don't know, turn her into something or something? Right, because they establish. That apparently without the Moonstone, she doesn't have as much magic. She still has magic, but not as much. Right. Apparently that's a plot point now. She's, like, super reliant on the Moonstone to, like, for the magic, as we find out, because she's super rusty. An eight-year-old with a magic wand? Like, come on, you really trust that she's going to use it competently? No, but, like, I just thought differently. I I just wish she went all fucking T2 on this bitch and pulled (laughs) her and blew her away, but, you know, we can't have everything. Oh, man. She came back. Like, liquid metal. I wanted this movie to be 40 minutes shorter, but here we are. Long story short... Butler puts on fucking Mr. N's hat and, like, psychs out Kelly. He grabs her, and now they kidnapped Kelly. Yeah, they meet at the Oscar-mobile, fucking uh, Mr. N and Crow form and everything. And uh, Lynn is just basically like, oh, man, they captured my sister. Shit. Like, what? Well, she doesn't say shit, but I wish she kind of did. Ah, fuck. Fudge. She basically says, ah, you know, the gravedigger, he can help us. I I don't even know why the fuck they need this guy's help, to be honest. I was going to ask the same thing. Like, is there, did anybody else, like, pick up a reason why the fuck this guy matters to the story? Yeah, I don't even know why, other than that, you know, just a callback to, uh, you know, oh, I live where the sun never sets in a place there where there's no night. And and there's this fucking billboard for Las Vegas with a with a clock on it for it says like eleven thirty so they so there's their fucking cue that we need to start hoofing ass. Look, every every X Force needs a Peter, okay? They're like come with us. He's like, I don't want to go out there. It's fucking dark out there. And like and like Joe mentioned earlier, he basically lives in this shack under this fucking billboard. Yeah. So this little girl disconnects the power from the fucking billboard and the lights go out. And they're like, all right, we're going to the mansion. Are you coming? And he's like, uh, no. And she's like, well, we'll stay with you because you don't like the dark. And he's like, oh, thank you. She's like, but we're going to the mansion, so you got to come with us. And he's like, okay. And then uh, you you cut to Agatha with, with Kelly and the fucking butler. And she's like, ah, looks like a looks like a crow fucking pecked my wheel. That that, that damn son of a bitch. Sure did. How could this happen? <laughs> and pops the shit out of him. Uh, and she like goes to use her magic again, and she's like, I'm a bit rusty without my fucking moon moon gem. So 
she says some incantation, some stupid fucking shit. Um, and then she's like blowing up the, she's like putting air in the tires, but she like puts too much and she can't stop it. And the fucking tires explode. And then she tells dude to like get the jack and just replace the fucking tire. Then we cut back to the fucking, this is, this is where this, everything takes way too fucking long to get to the point. Yes. You know, this is where it really drags ass. Like he didn't even need to pat it out. So we cut back to the fucking house and they're like looking in the windows and they can't get in the house. And they're like, how do we get in? Oh, this, this this scene pissed me off so much. Because it's like, how do we get in? And it's like, break the fucking window. Yeah, throw a fucking rock through and just grab the damn doorknob. Yeah, what what are you talking about? And then he, and then they like see the most like the highest, most precarious fucking point to get into. <laughs> it's like an open window, like upstairs, and like, all right, I got a plan. Yeah, upstairs in this massive fucking mansion. Phil's like, I'll be right back with the Oscar mobile. And he comes back, and they have like a propane tank filled with helium, I guess, and he just blows up a bunch of balloons and like floats Kelly to the top of the house. Oh, no, 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 no. He does not float Kelly. He does not float Kelly. Fucking Oscar has like 45 balloons and he floats in the air with a fucking, you can tell it's a dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can. And he goes right in that window and lets them in. And then they, and again, like for 10 minutes, we're fumbling around this fucking house trying to get this fucking door open to the attic. Another, another lock that they can't just fucking get it, get some piece of firm fucking furniture and just smash this thing and get in there. Just kick the fucking door down. This house is from like fucking 1775. I'm sure all the wood is like peanut brittle at this point oh yeah because she clearly doesn't take care of it at all no for sure okay so when they're getting away like when they pick after they pick up the grave digger and they're driving to the the house there's like this weird little scene where like there's a cop responding to something and like sees this sees them driving in the car so then we have this shot at the mansion and they're and they finally get into the attic and then it hard cuts to the parents house and this cop that we saw before knocks on the door Hey, I saw your kid, but uh, that was missing, but I didn't do anything. So I came all the way to your fucking house to tell you that I saw them. All right, bye. Yeah, because earlier they basically went to the police station after, you know, they found out that their kids weren't who they thought they were with the whole costume thing. And this cop in particular was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him. And then, you know, we jump to this part and it's just like what you just said. It's why didn't she try to get the kid or why didn't she just call it in? They're doing a mile an hour in this fucking Oscar mobile. Like, you could literally just come right right behind him and be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm the speed buggy. You could have just grabbed this kid or again, like, called it in. Like, what the fuck? You went all the way back to the house to tell him that. And then that was it. So anyway, it's just it's just a, a way for um to get the parents out of the house to come to the fucking mansion, I guess. And, and these fucking parents don't have any goddamn luck. They can't pay their fucking bills. The guy can't find any work. And their fucking car's on the fritz. And their fucking kids are gone. So Agatha shows up at the house. The parents are on their way, but they're fucking, you know, they, they run up on the curb because their car's full of dry ice. And then you, you get this scene where... Uh, the, the, the fucking gaggle of characters make it into the attic and they're talking to Sophia in the mirror because they just somehow know how to do that. And uh, you get this other flashback of basically right before Sophia disappeared. You get this little plot, you know, I keep calling them plot dumps, but at this point it's like plot trickles. And uh, <laughs> you find out that this this man that everyone thinks Sophia left with is this guy George, which uh, 
surprise, it's the fucking butler. Yeah. I was talking about this ponytail earlier, and it's just <laughs> funny because th- this is how basically Sophia breaks up with her sister. She fucking hands her the ponytail. I guess she had one too, and she cut it off. And she's like, I'm leaving. Me and George are in love. We're going very far away. We never want to see you again. And Agatha's like, fuck that. That ain't happening. And she curses her and puts her in the mirror. Yeah. And George is just fucking flabbergasted. And I didn't get this from the fucking scene, but according to our good friends over at Wikipedia, <laughs> she put a fucking curse on the guy. I just thought he was so shell-shocked he didn't know what else to do, but I'll buy it. That's what I thought. I guess I'll just stay here. Welp, I think I'll sit down now. Yeah, so he does that, and it cuts back, and then basically, like you said, Agatha shows up as she finishes the story. And Sophia's like, oh, do you you have the moonstone. Where's your sister? She's like, ah, Agatha's got her. And she's like, ah, damn, double damn. Lynn goes to try to break the curse on Sophia, but she can't do it by herself. She, The twins need to be together, holding the moonstone at the same time to get her out. So... Agatha kicks down the fucking door and she's like, come on out, little one, because I got the other one and I'm going to fucking slit a throat. And um, she comes downstairs and she's got the moonstone and Clorch Leachman, there's like this whole exchange that takes like fucking five fucking minutes where it's like, you go first, you go first. I'll give you the, I'll give you your sister if you give me the moonstone. And they're like, okay, whatever. And, and she says like, oh, I crossed my heart and hope to die. Yeah. Lynn like puts the moonstone on the ground and runs back upstairs and then, uh, what's-his-face lets, um, Kelly go, and then she's like, ha-ha, you fucking stoop! I can't believe you fell for it! And she's like, but you crossed your heart! And she's like, I don't have a heart! I have no son! <laughs> and then fucking Mr. N to the rescue, he's like, well, I got one! And he fucking comes down and grabs the moonstone and flies out the fucking window. And then she's like, God damn it! give me back my moonstone! And then the two twins break for the fucking attic. Um, so they get themselves in there and lock themselves in, but they don't have the moonstone, so they can't break out, uh, Sophia yet. Well, and then, and then Agatha, fucking using the little bit of magic she has left, turns Oscar and the Gravedigger into fucking turtles. Yeah. They're turned into turtles, and every time the shot focuses on them, there's, like, this really corny fucking, like, children's circus music playing. It's like, dee do 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 Well, yeah, it's good. You had the Bulk and Skull theme somewhere. <laughs> You gotta get it in there. Uh, so it's almost midnight, and Cloris Leachman runs up to the attic, and she's like, It's almost midnight! You'll never break the curse! You don't have the moonstone! Ha! So just as the clock strikes midnight, Mr. N, like, flies in the window, and he's like, Here's the moonstone. Go do it. Good luck. And they both have it, and uh, they're like, All right, Aunt Sophia, what's the incantation? She's like, I don't know. I can't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> like, wait, what? And then they like, and then Cloris Leachman and like the butler like break down the door, and it's already past midnight apparently. And Cloris Leachman's just like hanging out there, looking at them, and like she's trapped. You can't do nothing. You can't get her out. I'm gonna turn you into fucking mice and have my cat kill you. They can't figure out what the what the magic words are, and they're trying the fucking jacuzzi thing and the e e e u u a a thing and and the uh, abracadabra. None of that's working. So after all hope is lost. They're finally like, I'm sorry that I was mean to you. I love you. I, I just want every. I just want you to be safe. And you're like, I, I like being your twin. Being a twin is great. I love you. Meanwhile, Agatha is off in the corner singing, After Midnight! <laughs> and fucking Huey Lewis in the news kicks up, because the power of love breaks this fucking curse, and uh, Chloris, the other Chloris Leachman comes out of the fucking mirror. Yeah, more or less. And, and then somehow, some way, Agatha, in all her rage, goes at them, lunges at them, and trips over God knows what, and falls into the mirror? <laughs> fucking whoopses into the mirror one of the twins set the clock forward five minutes 
So that's why they were able to break the grandma, the, the good grandma, out of the mirror. And because there's five minutes left, Agatha tries to put Sophia back in the mirror, and then she fucking oopses right into the fucking mirror, uh, Agatha. Um, and then um, she gets trapped. And then the hug a bunch are in there, and they fucking devour her. Oh, yeah, they rip her to shreds. Oh, that's canonical. <laughs> I mean, she's spinning around in there like she just got sent into the fucking uh, Phantom Zone. <laughs> It is very, it is very much like the fucking wormhole from the end of Evil Dead. Yes, exactly. Yes. Where he's spinning around. She's going back to medieval times. I said I'd watch that movie. Cloris Leachman versus the minions of the underworld uh, in ancient times. Versus Army of Darkness. She just like talks them all down. She just complains and they all just die from fucking boredom. Let's get out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. I, I like the hug a bunch joke only because I just imagine like Sophia's been in there for fucking seven years and they haven't taken her soul. Yeah. But the second Agatha's in there, it's like up. Uh, Meats back on the table, boy. Yeah, meat. <laughs> oh man, you're evil as shit. Huggins is over there fucking her fucking corpse. <laughs> I gotta make more babies. <laughs> <laughs> He's planting more fucking Huggins into her head, fucking spreading his seed throughout her dead body. It's like fucking gremlins when they get wet. There's just these all these bulges coming off her fucking head. <laughs> My God. They multiply with Agatha. So, uh, holy shit. So the moonstone melts. Yeah, well, not yet. So so, so the parents run in, and the fucking dog runs upstairs and, like, knocks one of the kids into the mirror, and it fucking shatters into a million pieces. Probably for the better. You don't want those fucking creepy bastards getting out of there. This is true. The fucking moonstone melts like a goddamn uh, Apple Jolly Rancher under a heat lamp. So, so, cut your credits, right? Like, or, like, you know, everybody's happy and everybody turns back into the people, like, uh, like Phil and Oscar, or Oscar and, uh, the Gravedigger turn back into people from the Turtles, and Mr. N turns back into himself, and Sophia's out, and happy day, and that's it, and everybody's fixed. George gets his senses back. <laughs> yeah. George is like, where have I been? I remember saying goodbye to Agatha, and now I'm here. And, uh, Sophia's like, you're, you, yep, goodbye to Agatha, I love you. So then this movie fucking keeps going for like another 10 minutes that we don't need. Everything's fixed, and they go downstairs, and then it cuts to the next day, and Sophia, like, makes her cinnamon cookies, and then, like, comes outside, and who the fuck eats cookies with lemonade, by the way? Oh, God, your poor stomachs. You don't eat the sweet with the sour? What's wrong with you? Uh, so she's basically just like, yeah, I'm gonna give you the money for, yeah, the parents are there, she's like, I'll give you the money for the house, um, everything's gonna be good, it's fine. She's like, I don't want to, but, you know, the whole mirror thing kind of kind of owe you yeah but like we never tie up mr n or anything like i guess he learns his lesson he's like friends are more be are better than money guess i'll go live under the bridge now yeah see ya sophia basically when she gets out you know her she's you know she's ecstatic that she escaped and the twins like hug everybody and she's like oh you guys are all friends you're family now you can just stay here so in my head i'm just picturing mr n just like asleep in his fucking room upstairs in his little tiny bunk bed oh mr n is the butler now dude i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's better than living under the bridge right i mean he better be or either a, either she or that or she gave him like a fuck ton of money and just sent him on his way one or the other he he ends up dead in a, in a gutter in las vegas he fucking bets in over his head and the fucking mafia kill him uh what happened where's phil and the grave digger they're just they just fuck right off right out of the movie like we don't even know what happens to them the movie ends as the twins scoop the fucking remaining pieces of the mirror up into a trash bin yeah and then uh Cut to black. Yeah, Agatha's... Well, yeah, Agatha's in the mirror, and she's like, I hate Halloween. You're gonna help me. And they're like, nope. And they leave, and she's like, I hate Halloween, even though I'm a witch. I hate Halloween. I'm being eaten alive. Please save me. <laughs> yeah, I'm being skull-fucked by a puppet. The magic is the only thing keeping me alive. I wish I didn't have magic. I would have died by now. Come back. They're putting cotton in my veins. 
<laughs> and then, uh, yeah, cut to black, and that's the film. Listen, this movie is fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I think it's completely unoffensive and just... If anything, it just drags ass in some spots and it's just kind of boring in some spots. But other yes. than that, I mean, I'm fucking fine with it. Like, I mean, in regards to like, it, it's not fucking worse than Medea or yeah. House of the Dead or Dungeons and Dragons. Well, maybe that's the thing. Like, this is like Medea is so fucking bad that like this is pretty terrible. But like it kind of washed the taste out of my mouth of that one. This one, this one gently washed over me as opposed to yesterday where like my fists were shaking and like I have sweat pouring down my forehead because I'm so agitated from being trapped in that fucking living room. <laughs> well, this is also competently put together and there's actually things happening in this film. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, so uh, where in the treat bag is this, fellas? Um, this is, I go up to someone's house and they have a sign that says, no candy, go away. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's worse than the rice cake. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have nothing than the rice cake. <laughs> Really? For the, for me, I think this movie is actually like a, a caramel candy apple. Okay. But there's a caveat to that. It's a Macintosh, and I fucking hate Macintosh apples. So I understand why people would really like this uh, candy apple. Uh, you know, I like the caramel, but, you know, eh, the rest I could do without. You know, I don't hate this movie, but I understand why people uh, like yourself, I'm going to assume, Joe, do enjoy it. Um, but it's not really for me. It gave me a little nostalgia trip. You know, as a kid, I loved those candy fucking apples, but now I just, uh, no thank you. And this is this is like a Tootsie Pop for me. Um, it was sweet when I first put it in, and I was like, yeah, this reminds me of all these good times I had when I was a kid. But then towards the end, I get to the center, and then I fucking hit that chocolate chewy shit, and, um, and then, yeah, it ripped the fucking filling out, and that was that. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't absolutely love it. Um... It's just fine. It's just fine. I'd rather eat a fucking Twix. You know, how many licks does it take to get to the center of this fucking movie? Too many. And, you know, at the end of the day, if we got nothing else out of this film, we got John Hurt's fucking successor. And you know what? That's a win for me. Oh, yeah. he's the, We got we got the new Buchan- the Dr. Buchanan. Evan just got way more sinister. Oh, yeah. Well, he's the second doctor now. I think we've uh, made the transition, guys. Did he go into a fucking uh, telephone booth? <laughs> no, he's in the fucking Oscar-mobile. When this Oscar-mobile hits 88 miles per hour, this baby goes. You're going to see some serious shit. So that's it. That's Double Double Toil and Trouble from 1993, directed by Stuart Margolin. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. You and your spells and your witchcraft. You and your love. Into the mirror. Into the void. You stirred up my ire. You've made me annoyed. Honest. Honest. Don't Enter the shadows forever. Sit down, George. I'll be finished in a while, and then you can wash the dishes. Hang on. Just a little chancy. I mean, this is homemade. All the creepy things are supposed to stop the earth. It deals with demons. 
demon resurrection of those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, Halloween, have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a battle one gets scared. Trick or treat.